I just wanted to take a quick moment to talk to you guys about Robinhood. Robinhood is an investing app that allows you to trade stocks and ETFs without any fees. That is why I'm excited to share with you a special offer from Robinhood. By clicking on the link in the show notes, you will get a free stock such as Ford, Apple, or Facebook from Robinhood just by signing up today. What's up, guys? This is Corey, and I'm back with another episode of the Stretch 4 Podcast. So just wanted to get into a little bit of standings talks today. Um, Man, I mean, it's been shaking up, really, and I I would be irresponsible if I started anywhere else other than what's going on in the West, and especially with that 5C Houston Rockets team. I mean, at, at this point, they might be the hottest team in the league, them and the Spurs, but I would give them a slight um, edge because they are they're rebounding from everything that we said that they weren't. We said that they weren't, um, that they didn't have death. It looks like they picked up a couple guys and guys are getting healthier. We said they weren't playing defense. Their defensive numbers, although not great, have been improving um, and what James Harden's doing is just incredible. I don't think that I've seen an offensive output like this in the last 10 or so years. Um, and usually when you do see an offensive output like this, it's usually a once in a generational player or a once um, in a generational offensive player, let me say, um, because obviously Harden's defensive games does have his struggles, but um, there's not too many guys that you can count up that could do the that are able to do the offensive things that James Harden is doing right now um, is going to be interesting to see whether his momentum and how he's playing how that's going to look with Chris Paul back in the lineup um, because to me Chris Paul it obviously takes the ball out of his hand. But I don't know if they can rekindle that same magic that they had last year. Um, Last year, they were really able to work off each other. Um, And this year, I don't see like their chemistry. Just something just seems to be off. Now, I will say that anytime their um, their reserve players or secondary players are hitting their shots, I think Houston can be any team. Um, They really. I mean, you got the other night you had P.J. Tucker hitting big shots after big shots, and you're just sitting there, and you're like, man, this is this is just – if this team plays like this, they're just unstoppable. Um, but then looking at, you know, some additional um, teams, teams that I just think they can't get out of their own way is the Utah Jazz. Um, now, I, I have the Jazz still making the playoffs – but man, it's just six out of four, five out of five in their last. You know, they're they're not hitting the stretch where they're really stepping it up. And as everyone knows, the West there's really not an easy out in the West. Um, so it's really going to be interesting to see what happens. And it, it's crazy because everybody in the West is separated by, with the exception of Phoenix, by nine games. Um, you're starting to see some teams kind of. 
you know, pick up steam. Other teams are starting to um, tail off. So I'm just going to run through that really quick. I think Memphis and Dallas, although they're they're putting together good seasons, I don't think that they have enough to make the playoffs. The Pelicans, unless they are a buyer around buyout time and so forth, and they can bring in a, a substantial piece or doing a trade market, I don't think they're going to make it. With Minnesota firing their coach and just them being them, um, I don't think they're going to make it. Um, it's going to be a shame because it looks like Carl Anthony Towns is really turned up his game, and it looks like a lot of that's going to be wasted. <clears throat> a lot of that's going to be wasted on um, um, on a non-playoff team. I think the Jazz, Sacramento Kings, the Jazz and the Kings are separated by a half game. If I had to choose the team that I have more confidence in, it's the Jazz, but I just don't see the Jazz. I have a feeling that the Jazz make it in, they're going to be a one-out just because they're not playing good basketball now. We've seen teams have those big runs in the second half of the season to change that all around, but until I see some some more and better consistent performance, I don't know what to say about the Jazz. And the biggest glaring thing is, I mean, they're – defensive their um defensive numbers are not as good as they were actually you know what their deep their opponent scoring is low but their offensive output is uh, is really low it's actually about um four or five points below some of the other teams in the conference um and here here's a telling stat their offensive numbers are down there with phoenix so i i just don't know um, the Clippers are holding on for dear life. Um, the Spurs, I, I'm seeing some positive things coming out of the Spurs right now. Um, Portland's intriguing because Portland, they don't play any defense. And so I don't know if they can hold on. The Lakers, obviously, that's going to be a LeBron James. You know, LeBron James is going to be the question and answer to them. Um, but I don't really see... It's going to be a hard trek for the Jazz to get in um, because the only team that I could see potentially um, opening up an opportunity would be, there's only two teams, the Trailblazers or the Clippers. The rest of the teams, I think, are in. So it's going to be tough, and it'll be a shame to see Donovan Mitchell not be able to um, make it to the playoffs and kind of show us some of the stuff he showed us last year. Now, on the other side of the conference, we have... Um, on the eastern side, we have the Bucks, who just seem like they're putting all the pressure on every other team in that conference to be good. I look at the conference, and unfortunately, it's not as competitive as the West, but I think there is some um, competition. A team that I've been saying all year is going to make the playoffs. Right now, they're occupying the AFC, which is the Brooklyn Nets. Um and they actually had that by about they had that by one game over the Pistons. But the way the Nets have been playing, the six out of their last four, um, they have a um, pretty good conference record, fourteen and eleven. They're not a great team, but they're getting better, and their best player is still hurt. And so I honestly think that they should be able to hold on to that AFC if not challenge for the seventh seed. I, I mean, Charlotte is a pretty good team, but Charlotte's, you know, they're kind of in a funk. They're five. Um, they lost five. Um, they're five and five in their last 10. 
So I really think that you're going to see some shuffling. I mean, some teams that we weren't expecting to make the playoffs make it. I think the Wizards are done. Atlanta, Chicago, New York, and Cleveland are done. Detroit and Orlando are the only two that I really think. Actually, I don't think Orlando um, has the horses either. I think it's going to be between Detroit and Brooklyn for that um, eighth seed. So that's going to be interesting. Now, at the top of the conference, we have Milwaukee, Toronto, Indiana, and Philadelphia. And I think Indiana, I mean, they, they lost to the Raptors. But I'm going to be honest with you. This Pacers team, they were scary last year, and they're even scarier this year. Um, they just come to work and, and play hard. And I think Nate McMillan needs to get some kind of recognition for what he's doing out there because those guys are we don't they're not stars but they all play their part and they all are good at what they do um the Sixers you know my affinity for the Sixers so I'm not even gonna get on it the Celtics which is weird because they were coming on so strong and just dominating and then it's like they hit a wall again now part of that was that they played a very soft part of their schedule and so we saw them dominate with um, games they should have dominated um now just the disparity between five and six i don't think that there's going to be any changes in that top five the top five going into the playoffs i believe are going to be milwaukee toronto indiana philadelphia and boston and the really the conference is really going to be set based off of who can get a better matchup in that top i would say you want to be in that top four um well four and five i think are going to be that's going to be um, an upset right there i think no matter who wins that one of those teams either four or five can upset um, I mean, number five, whoever's in that five seat, I believe they can upset whoever's in the four seat. So that's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. Um, some teams that are um, in trouble right now, and, and this is just, like I said, until LeBron comes back, is the Lakers. They're in trouble. And I have a feeling that this might be the beginning of the end for Luke Walton. Um, I don't think it's fair. I think he's a pretty good coach, but I think that it would be he would be better off getting a job in a less um, a less media savvy um, area um, and not have to deal with the nonsense of players' fathers and LeBron. You know, just just too much. There's too much noise. And I, I realize I think he's a good coach. I, I don't think. Um, that he should be faulted for a lot of what's going on. They've had a lot of injuries and suspensions, and I think they got some weird cast of characters that he's been asked to coach. So it's going to be interesting. And, and I just go back to the fact that there's been no compilation of guys on one-year contracts that have been able to um, put together a winning roster. It just doesn't happen. Too many guys are out there for themselves. <clears throat> so... It's a shame, but I, I'm pretty sure he's going to land on his feet. Although Luke Walton is Jeannie Buss's pick, so that is her her coaching pick. And so even though he's from the old regime, he's with the current owner's regime. So that should be interesting. Um, as far as coach firings, Minnesota get uh, and the Bulls getting rid of their coaches. Look, I mean, they're, they're bad organizations making bad decisions at bad pick times of the season. So I'm really not. I mean, it's, it's really not that big of a deal to me. Um, I would really like to just see some of these teams like the Kings. I, I, I want them to win. There's some good guys on that team. 
um, De'Aaron Fox <clears throat> and Buddy Hill are really having great seasons, and they should be rewarded with some playoff time. So it'll be interesting. We'll see whether that's something this year or next year. Um, that's all I really want to talk about, getting to the standings a little bit, see who's moving up and down the charts. Um, shout out some of the hot teams and um, give a side eye to some of these um to some of these um, struggling team like the Grizzlies and, you know, and kind of go from there. Um, we're going to be back at you tomorrow. Hope we got a um, good slate of games coming on today. And we'll talk about um, some different um, roster uh, movements. And then Wednesday, actually Thursday, we'll try to come back and identify a player um, or team that is really tearing things up that we want to spotlight. Maybe we'll do that with the Spacers. I don't know yet. So until the next one, peace. This is Corey, and as always, I'm going to come in with the dirty work at the end of the podcast. We wanted to ask you to please subscribe and rate the podcast because it helps people find the show. Also, if possible, please visit the website gigpodcasting.network for additional info about the family of podcasts. If you would like to support the podcast, check the show notes and click the link. If you can't directly support the podcast, feel free to go to gigpodcasting.network and use our affiliate links to shop as you would normally shop. Our partners have been gracious enough to support us. Please show your support for us by supporting them.